love you. Gentlefolk, ladies and men, while we all await the third and final National Treasure movie, which I hope oh. comes soon, I really do. I thought uh, you were talking about another talk three. Uh, I'm Should, a little oh, worried third, about another. Sherlock? No, <laughs> I'm worried about another three, but that's okay. We can we can keep the real world out of this. I, <laughs> but oh, it's been oh, on my yeah, mind. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll keep the real world. Yeah, that out is, of this, that is a. <clears throat> that is a scary, scary, scary thing. Yeah. No. What, I'm I think sorry. what will bring us all together, what will unite the world, uh, you yes. know, what will keep us all out of the, out of that third and scary uh, third uh, thing. thing that you were thinking of, is national treasure. If we all have the third national treasure, I think the whole yeah. think the whole world will just sit down and be like, yeah, okay, yes. we're gonna sit and watch Nick Cage unfold another crazy wild. Let's antic. do a treasure hunt, and I just Let's do it. Hope. And it's, oh, and I, I have a segue. And yes. it's also Easter. It so it's another one. It is hunt. Easter today. Well, yes. Yeah, today and when we're filming, which is the day before that's it will right. be released. Which is pretty short. Close. Yeah, pretty short notice for us. But, you know, work things. Oh, that's, uh, that's theater life yeah. for you guys. Right. Yeah. But no, let's let's go on a little treasure hunt. Let's let us let us sit back. Let, well, let you sit back and listen to yes. us go on a little bit of a hunt. That's right. Because I, yeah. You are. Nope. I am the Green Traveler from Gorge. <laughs> and I am the Faceless Leon. This is a podcast about movies and TV called Green and Faceless on the Couch. And yes, this is a treasure hunt. This will be a treasure hunt for me to keep things to say in my brain. Uh, because uh, I'm just a little tired. As I said, I, I just came off working a show. So uh, here we are, yeah. though. We're going to talk about this. I, I feel just... like there's more to talk about in this movie than the other movie. And I don't know why. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, I think it's because there's a little bit more controversy. Uh, in my opinion, there's more controversy sure. around what this movie is involved with. I mean, the last one, the the last one's just kind of fun, right? You know, and as you notice, if you've listened to every episode of this show, first off, thank you, that's amazing. Uh, wow. But if you've listened yeah. to a lot of episodes of this show, you'll know that when we when a, when a movie is good and just good, not like amazing or just when it's just good, there's not much to talk about. It's yeah. kind of just like, yeah, it's it's good. Go watch it. You know, it's like we don't have much to say against it. We don't have much to say for it. It doesn't. Right. You know, it doesn't. We set are an neutral. example for the rest of the world, but yeah, it's fine. It, it, and so it's like we could just blabber and blabber about it, and that's what we tend to do. <laughs> but with this one, with this one, there is a lot more bad. I will say. You think so? And also, well, there's, there's also I, yeah. some still good. There's still some. There's good. still some good. Yeah. I mean, I Helen Mirren is a movie. great good. I don't know. I might enjoy it more. I don't know why. It might be because it's a little bit more Dungeons and Dragons than the last one. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I, I just, my, my big controversial issue with it is it all comes down to uh, Mount Rushmore. They all get yeah, to Mount Rushmore uh -huh. and it's just like, yeah. it's like they they built Mount Rushmore to 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 protect the lost city of gold or whatever. Yeah, but with, they also you know, and When in reality, in yeah. the real world... <laughs> 
Yeah, in the real world, Mount Rushmore's creation was a little bit more despicable than that. Six Grandfather's Mountains. Uh, Six okay. Grandfather Mountain, rather. And it was a holy site to the Lakota. For the city. I want to make sure I... The Lakota. <clears throat> Just a, a, a heinous act, another, you know, another yeah. heinous act of American history. And I just, that was one of my issues with this movie when I was, when I watched it young, because uh, it came out in 2007, I was uh, 14. I know I saw this in theaters. I'm pretty sure I drug my family to see this. And, you know, I probably wasn't that knowledgeable on the history of Mount Rushmore as uh, when I first watched it. Right. But I definitely watched it a second time later, a couple of years later, when I was more knowledgeable about it. And it pissed me off because it, this movie definitely ignores that entire history of Mount Rushmore yeah. and instead says, we're trying it, to cover up a, a lost treasure city. Right. And <laughs> especially when um, this character, Ben Gates, is like all about what the original significance of things are. Like, it, yeah. it does feel a little bit like a slap in the face. Like, they just didn't do the research. Yeah. Like, because they could have added it in the movie. Like, at this time, it wasn't like America was oblivious to the heinous things they did to the native people here. <laughs> right. And another another big issue is the entire point of this movie, the plot of this movie is uh, Nick Cage and his father, John Voight, mm -hmm. uh, Ben and Patrick Gates, right. uh, they are... They are like touring the world. Maybe they're just at a museum or something. I can't remember. But they're 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 boasting the name of their fi their family name. Yeah, you know, they're talking about a historical legacy of one of their ancestors, Thomas Gates. Who? Thank you, Thomas Gates. Who? Uh, Excuse me. In their opinion, in their in their thought of it, from the stories that they have been told, tried to prevent the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Right. Uh, the, uh, you know, he, the assassination. He threw out a treasure map that the um, conspirators that ended up killing right. uh, Lincoln. Uh, he was trying to keep it out of the Confederates' hands, the treasure. Uh, and that was right. a first-person account from Thomas's son, uh, who I believe was the great-grandfather of Patrick and told it directly to Patrick. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the, the fact that he would just know his great grandfather is just crazy. But yeah. <laughs> his great grandfather? I knew my great grandmother, and my, my grandmother fair. has, um, a 17 year, no, he's not 17 quite yet, but he's a teenager, uh, great grandson. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. I just, I can't think, I, I never knew my great grandparents. So it's just it's odd to me to yeah. like think in that regard that people would know their great grandparents because right. it's just it, it almost seems unheard of from what I've you know from what I would think. Yeah, and but, it's really strange, yeah, it, it, you know, that when your great grandparents are just like a couple molecules bonded together, um, you know, <laughs> like me. Uh, so it might just right, because right. you know those experiments were all done by the same scientists. That, so that might be why I, I got to know them. It accelerates the process. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Like for, for normal humans, it'd be like twenty, twenty, thirty years between generations, kind of That's thing. Right. You know, but, I mean, Gorshans, it's it's long. We don't even get married until we're like seventy, and wow. we have like a longevity of like yeah, longevity of like two hundred. It's pretty nice. So how old are you? Uh, we see some shit though. 
I ain't saying. <laughs> what the fuck wrong with you? You don't ask a person their age. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Jesus. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to 69. cross the line. <laughs> 69. <laughs> Still young, baby. Still young, baby. <laughs> That's the Jesus. age that Gorshins discover but- themselves. <laughs> It is, yeah. It's our last year of freedom before we have to, like, start looking for a mate. Nice. Wow. But yeah, they're they're boasting their family name, uh, Nick and John Voigt. They're they're going, they're they're having this huge grand speech about the the legacy of uh, Thomas Gates. And Ed Harris, one of the bystanders, interrupts to say that he has a historic, yeah, he has a historic document now that proves... That their great 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 granddaddy was actually part of the assassination attempt and not uh, yeah. a, a, an obstruction, a, a, a bystander who who stuck his foot in the door and said, "No, you can't do this." Yeah. No, they. This guy says that he can prove that Thomas Gates actually helped the uh, Confederacy That's to assassinate right. Abe Lincoln, Mitch, or, or in Wilkinson some other form, is Ed Harris's character's name. And I really enjoy mm. Nicolas Cage yelling, Mitch! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> it is good. Yeah, he does. He has a lot more of those moments in this movie where, yes, where his, like, they, his, his ex- yes. eccentricities poke through. They let it's him great. be very subdued in the first one. And then they're like, you know what, Nick? You just do what the fuck you want to do. And he did. Or they, the, or they were the just stretching, and see. they were like, "We need a little bit more." It's like we need a little bit more craziness here. Oh God, yeah, the yeah. Buckingham scene. That's okay. So that's let's get into the the parts that bother me, and the parts that bother me are being a sequel. You have to go bigger and better than the last one, right? You gotta, right. you gotta, you gotta stir some st- shit up. You gotta go crazy big. They don't really do that, um, but they do stir some shit up, and specifically with. Uh, with Nick's relations from the last film. Yeah. Him and what was her name? Uh, Abigail uh, Chase. I know her actor name. Diane Abigail Kruger. Chase. Thank you. Yeah, I'll just call her Diane. <laughs> <laughs> his issues with Ab- his issues with Diane, they, they they ended the first movie like a good couple, you know, it was kind of weird because yeah. it was a rushed relationship over a week. Yeah, it's the speed syndrome. The yeah, review exactly. <laughs> and this one starts up, and they're no longer together again. They 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 butted heads too often. He was too conscious, like constantly the uh, well actually guy. Well, and actually. and she just got tired of that. Yeah, and, and she just couldn't Gates. stand it after a while. I am the treasure finder. <laughs> I'm so fucking smart. Yeah, he was always smart about everything, and she got tired of that. So she dumped his ass, and uh, he, you know, she still had a lot of that money too, and so they're like his relationship with her is weird, and yeah. like when they, when they bring her back into the picture, she's kind of seeing uh, was it Bruce Greenwood? Was that who she was seeing? <laughs> I think that yes. Uh, no, no, no. That's the no, president. no, no, no. Bruce, Bruce is the president. It was uh, it was Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell, yeah, yeah, yes, Ty Burrell. Yeah, Who and Tyrell is this like president. goofy and director. Yeah, he works for the president. And he's this goofy guy. He's very nice, very warm hearted, but you feel bad for him because he's just kind of being used throughout this whole movie. Oh, definitely. And 
the other character you kind of feel bad for is Riley because Justin Barth played by Justin Barth. I don't know why he is the only one that I call by the character name and not by the actor name. Like <laughs> because I, I remember we know Nick him and Diane. Cause we know him from this. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, I feel like I, I know Diane from this too. Diane Kruger. I don't, I can't think of anything else uh, that I would like specifically know. know her from, but I don't know. It's, it's very <laughs> weird. I'm sorry, Justin Martha, but you are Riley pulled to me in this. <laughs> <laughs> But like you feel bad for Riley because he 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 wrote this book and nobody gives a damn. Yeah, you know they, they the first time you see him in this movie he's signing copies of the book and like nobody knows who he is. Nobody's coming up to get copies of it or anything. Maybe that was at the very end of the last one. No, it was at the beginning of this one um, where where this like person comes up to him and she's like, "Oh, are you Riley Poole?" And he's like, "Yeah, your vehicle's being towed." And he's like, "Oh <laughs> fuck!" That was the only person that cared about Riley was just to tell him that his car was being towed. He comes to his friends. He comes to Nick and Diane. They haven't read the book. They didn't. They got their copies. Nick's is still like wrapped up in the paper that Riley sent it to him in and just like shoved in his trunk. Like (laughs) I feel really bad for Riley throughout this whole movie. And they do. They they have moments throughout like during the big action scenes where Riley's kind of like okay I guess I'll have to sacrifice myself because I'm the third wheel here and yeah. you know you guys don't need me and yeah. you just kind of feel bad for him that, that's they, that's another thing I hate about this movie like was, they used him for the same thing that they used him for the last movie except for they like they just couldn't stop writing it him into that that little corner yeah. Yeah, exactly, and making you and making him feel uh, bad about the fact that he's in that corner. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. He still is. He still is the comedic relief character. He still does have those good moments with the with the one liners and the the funny little yeah. tidbits that like just come out of the blue, make you laugh. Yeah, the big the big map, the you big map, the big map. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of actually, I, I do remember that they have to go to France, uh, and they find right. out that there is a map in two pieces and they go and find one piece and then the other is, uh, taken by somebody and Riley knows about that something, something, and he gets to be the hero for that. <laughs> why, why are you spoiling everything? <laughs> you spoil blocking everything. I'm spoil blocking <laughs> everything. Something, something. Yeah. <laughs> something, something. It's You're like censoring censoring. yourself. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I like spoil blocking. No. Um, <laughs> spoil block. I couldn't think of the word censor. It was so funny to me. No, like, I, I will go ahead and spoil it because I think you mentioned already the. Uh, um, the what was it the abbey palace what's it called the queen's uh buckingham palace buckingham i um, did mention buckingham palace that's right yeah yeah that that scene is hilarious and the reason they're at buckingham palace is when they go to france they find that one half of the map is at is in the queen's desk or whatever at buckingham right. palace it's not the queen's desk it's somebody else's desk but i think it is her uh, desk they, i'm not sure is it her desk it, it, they're called the what? What are they called? The the, the resolute desks. Oh, resolute desks. Yes, because thank they you. came from, from the there. ship called the resolute, which sunk, and then yeah. uh, the queen took the timbers to make two desks and sent one to the president. Right? Did I give? Yeah, away? and I, I like I that. Mean, that's history. 
<laughs> but no, I like I like that because it's it's hilarious. They have to break in the two specific. They got to go bigger. They got to go yeah. bigger in this movie, and they have to break into two specific places: Buckingham Palace and the White House. It's pretty funny. It, it, yeah. it creates some really hilarious scenes. The the puzzle box that is presented in those scenes, I think, is ridiculous and kind of stupid. Really? Uh, oh, it's okay. it. <laughs> I liked it. Well, okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead. <laughs> I'll go ahead and spoil D&D. it. Basically, basically, there are four drawers that they have to open up to a specific year. Right. There's etches in the bottom of the drawers that have numbers. And the reason I think it's stupid is those etchings all, as he's pulling them out, make clicks. Yeah. So your puzzle box is here is a desk. One thing that you're always going to use every single day on a desk is the drawers. One thing you're definitely going to hear is the clicks. That puzzle box is going to be solved super fucking fast by anybody who's like, why does this keep clicking? And they're going to look down and be like, ooh, well, there's okay. numbers down here. Here's my ooh, argument. there's got to be a code. Here's my argument against that. Okay, the queen had the them built. So she, I think right. she she's the one who hid the map in there. So right. she knew about it. And then she sent it to the president, and maybe she told that president about it. And then... But... Here, here's how I'll destroy that. Okay. The, it just randomly gets found, like, in the 1920s by the president because he, as I'm saying, yeah, got exactly. interested in it yeah. and found it. I think that, like... <laughs> and that, what did he do? He burnt it. So, so <laughs> that the, 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 the something something didn't exist yet that I talked about. Okay, it's in the fucking title. <laughs> the Book of Secrets didn't exist until... Yeah. Uh, they uh, until uh, until Truman, I think. In this man, we're spoiling the fuck out of this movie. Okay, so that's all right. It, it, I think Truman started the Book of Secrets, and I can't remember who they said I, it was. I, I think that that is what I recall. I could be fucking wrong. I don't know. But no, I anyways, think, I think you're probably right. No, because Coolidge was before that, and he wrote in the Book of Secrets. So, she, yep, I just read that. <laughs> who then who start i can't really well, i mean started, to even but maybe when to the even explain because we didn't we didn't even explain the book of secrets if we're going to talk about it uh okay. the to the book of secrets is a book passed down from presidents yeah you know written by presidents you know of presidents right in there just so yeah yeah the united yeah. states yeah and it's it's only specific information that the president should know you know it's like it's yes. stuff like area 51 and all that kind of stuff it's like all this yeah. stuff that's you know Why squirrels not for fly public knowledge so yeah yeah <laughs> why penguins don't fly yes and why ostriches try yeah yeah and why little kids cry <laughs> It's a sad book, really, and it was written by Dr. It is Seuss. a sad book. Yeah, it's just it's a ridiculous it's a ridiculous thing. I mean, I'm sure they do have something that has a bunch of like you know hidden knowledge, but the book of secrets and the fact that it's also okay. Spoilers again. Uh, it's it's hidden in the Library of Congress is hilarious to me. Yeah, that part <laughs> like, was really funny. Yeah, it's really fucking stupid. <laughs> And like, and even okay. So, uh, to to figure out even where the book of secrets is again, bigger and badder. You're the sequel. You got to do it. Nick has to kidnap the the president of the United States to figure it out. 
And he does this by playing to the president's interests in uh, another president. I can't remember which one. It was just George Washington because they're at Mount Vernon. Yeah. It's just the, 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 the president is just interested in history. Right. Um, the president, again, we mentioned played by Bruce Greenwood. Hilarious. Good president. You know, yep. for, yeah, for cinema vote. presidents, Bruce Greenwood is a, is a, yeah. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. No, but, but he placed his interest. He's like, hey, there's a there's a hidden tunnel down here. Why don't we go explore it? And the president's like, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, oh, I'm the president. Yeah, I can go anywhere yeah. I want. Yeah, sure. I, fuck the and he gets service. down to the. Yeah, that that that's where I get like really start to lose it with this whole movie is because they just stopped caring about facts in general. Yeah, they did. And specifically around the president and the president just like they go to this underground cellar area and where the where the tunnel is supposed to be hidden and with with uh Ben Gates Nick Cage played by Nick Cage mm-hmm. I, I, f- I forgot his name there I was like did I just say Bill Gates no it was Ben Gates <laughs> um <laughs> with Ben Gates who again just to remind you Ed Harris at the very beginning of this movie has put out a claim that Ben Gates's ancestor helped assassinate the president yeah so so the president is with the guy whose ancestor was just ousted as possibly having assassinated a former president. Uh-huh. And when they get to this area, the president tells his security guards, I don't need you guys. There's no enemies of mine down here. Yeah. Like they fucking know this that. This is a small they don't know room. Who the fuck this guy is. This is a very small yeah. room. I don't want your big but sweaty like, faces in f- it. And they don't know who the fuck Nick Cage is. Like, they don't know him. So why would they be okay with this? It makes no sense. I don't know. But Nick Cage leads them into the tunnel. They find it. And then he closes the tunnel on them, trapping them, him and the president alone, so he can ask him about the Book of Secrets. And the president tells him where the Book of Secrets is. Why? Who the fuck knows? The man's supposed to be able to withstand torture and not give away of our country's most delicate secrets, but there you go. He does. He just gives it away. Yeah. And then my other big issue with that entire scene is when 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 it ends, when the president's like, you do realize that once you leave this room, I have to tell the world that you just kidnapped the president of the United States. Why do you have to tell them that? Uh, Literally, yeah. you could just tell them... You could just tell them, we walked into this area, the place collapsed, the, the entryway collapsed, and he led me out the other way and then just walked away. Yeah. And that's literally what he ends up telling them at the end. So why the fuck does, do they have to yeah, have this I bullshit that he's a fugitive? Why I don't they know. had that bullshit lie, line in it either? Because I don't know. Like, I thought maybe I missed it in the, the Secret Service saw Ben shut the door. If that was the case, then maybe he would have to nope. say that. But okay, I I thought maybe I missed something. So thank you for clearing that up. No, they didn't need to put that in the movie. <laughs> no, it was just to make him a fugitive. It was just to add a little bit to the third act. It was like yeah. we need to make him trying to be undercover, trying to be quiet about who he is, or or like there's a there's a there's a negative aspect if he doesn't solve this issue if he doesn't truly uh clear his ancestor's name it's not just his ancestor's name at risk now it's also his mm-hmm. own it, they just had yeah. to add it and it's dumb you don't have to add it like no. it it makes no sense it was just a big plot hole because again when Luckily. they when they at the very end when the president comes back and greets nick cage 
he literally tells his secret service, he's like, what are you talking about? He didn't kidnap me. The tunnel collapsed, like I said. And it's just like, what do you mean, like you said? You literally just told Nick Cage two hours ago that you were going to tell everybody that he kidnapped you. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Uh, it's just bad writing. So, all this besides, uh, we've failed to talk about what this movie's really about. Um, this movie is about love. And it is about... And family. And family. And we forgot to talk about Emily Appleton. Played by Helen Mirren. And yeah, she's beautiful Helen Mirren. She does fantastic in this movie as she does in almost everything I've seen her in. I mean, she's Helen Mirren, mm-hmm. guys. Um, and yeah. she uh, is Ben's mom. And she is not very happy with Patrick, but we see where things go. We'll see. Yeah. Just to spoil the rest yeah, of the it. movie for you. <laughs> yeah, that was another issue with this movie is not only are they trying to fix the the relationship they had in the first one and yeah. reconnect it with, you know, Ab- Abigail and, and Ben with yeah. uh, Nick and Diane. Uh, they're they're also trying Diane. to rekindle the the new relationship and the, you know, the um, hinted at broken relationship in the first movie of John Voight and Helen Mirren. Yeah, and it's it's so beautiful. No, it's not. I didn't. I didn't even though I love both of them, I just could not stand. Uh, it was some sappy this beast, tr- this attempt plot stuff by the time it came yeah. around. Uh, but I liked. I the, liked the arguing between them. The bickering between them was pretty yeah. funny. Uh, I think. Yeah, it was <laughs> Patrick's response. <laughs> John Voight's response to Helen Mirren is fucking great. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. It's like, can you see this? I, I just can't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is good, but it's just, it, when you get to the third act, too, when they're doing crazy action stunts, I'm like, nope, not buying it. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, they're out of shape. They're el- not elderly, but like, they're out of shape. They're older. It's like, no, you're not going to be making these stunts and not being okay with it. One of you is going to at least, <laughs> at the very least, twist an ankle. Oh, John like, Boyd definitely <laughs> broke his hip uh, on that landing. Yes, like something <laughs> happened. It landed like flat uh, on their back. It's silly. And and even more silly is like, uh, and it's even mentioned in the dialogue, like when they get to the, the we got to find the entrance to the to the city of gold or whatever when we have to find this the only way to do that is to climb on top of mount rushmore and pour water all across mount rushmore until you reveal all of mount rushmore yeah yeah all you should have just came i mean that's what i mean come on right exactly yeah (laughs) where you well it can only be revealed on an unraining day Oh, that's what yeah, it was. That was right. that was the thing. Like you, it has to be revealed by water on a sunny day, and so that you know they get up right. there, and Riley even makes a joke. So we're just gonna pour water all over this mountain until we find the spot that's gonna open right. up the gateway. Right, and then we're really gonna do that. They start doing that, and then I'm like, why don't they you start just like water the conspicuous places, like? The thing that they actually finally find is like such a weird stack of rocks. Like, yeah, why it's did you very start clear, there? clear that something's up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's, it's what I'm saying. It's like the whole the whole ending to this is just dumb. And like when they find it, okay, so they they find there's like a handle in a bunch of rocks, like a lever yeah. and pulley system kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know, Nick puts his hand in there and he has a funny moment of like, oh, it cut my hand off kind of thing. It's really funny. Uh, everybody laughs. It's great. And when he finally pulls the lever, though, on another mountain, like not very far away, but uh-huh. still kind of far away, the door opens. Like it's it's just it's like another head of, of yeah. Mount Rushmore near the bottom of it on the backside, you know, where the butts are and everything. Yes. Yeah. And it's another like the door opens. The yeah. Yeah. Well, you got the faces on the front side. If you go to the back side, you know, you got of, the butt faces. Of the black hills. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> And like near the butt face is where the door to the city opens up. And it's just, it, it's, it's ludicrous. It's so it stupid. It's like, you're telling me that they, they built this rope and pulley system or whatever through the mountains so that that lever over there opens that door over there. It just blows <laughs> my mind. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's uh, so stupid. Okay. So the first one was believable in, in, in ways. in ways like when you like you see the you see when you get to the the finale and they're like look the treasure is all the way down all of these stairs and they're rotted through with time and there is a ladder or not a ladder there is an elevator but it's kind of testy you know you don't know if you trust it it's all believable it's like yeah that makes sense 200 years ago or whatever they would build the staircase down of course yeah and in this one it's like no, they built a massive fucking rope and pulley system or whatever through the mountains so that you would open the – you would pull the lever here and it would break it open way down there. That's, no, it's that's un-fucking-believable. Yeah. So that's another thing that was confusing to me about this is like this is a, a really, really old language uh, – old legend that the Europeans heard about and, you know mm-hmm. – sent constant searches for the city of gold yada 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 are we supposed to believe that this this city of gold was always under the mountain or that they hid it under the mountain (laughs) after they knew the europeans were looking for it because it kind (laughs) of sounds like the second thing where the first thing only seems the only thing possible but like right. also, why would you build a city under a mountain unless you were dwarves? Yeah, I mean, you guess you could be. Yeah, uh, not dwarves. Maybe, were, maybe. <laughs> but I don't. I know. mean, that would make sense if that's who. If that was who hid it originally was the the North American dwarves. They you know, they like said the, it was the language the was Omec. I think. Oh, okay. If I remember, all right, then correctly. never mind. I was going to say of like the BC days, you know, back when there were like orcs and ents and everything roaming the world. Yeah. You know, that would make sense. That would make. No, it doesn't make sense. sense. None of it. None of it makes fucking sense. (laughs) And I wonder how England, I I wonder how like when this movie came out, if if England was okay with the fact that this movie insinuates that uh, Great Britain was trying to help the Confederacy. (laughs) Like, Uh, I I wonder if it was just like, hold on a second. I think I remember that in a, a hi- history book uh, in uh, Did they like actually? a quick blurb. It was a very cl- quick blurb that uh, Queen Victoria was supporting the Confederacy because See. 
they got caught. All I have them. Yeah. All I have here is in the critical response on Wikipedia. It says British film critic Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian disputed the implication of British support for the Confederate side in the American Civil War. Mm. So I don't know. I'm just basing it off of one British critic being like, what the well, fuck? Well, it's like I'm wondering how England well, as a whole thought about it. Well, I don't know. That I'm not a historian and perhaps neither was either. that British critic. I remember yeah, reading it in not. ink in a high school textbook, which has <laughs> very little of anything to do with anything I in mean, it's, America. It's totally possible that so, they did. I'm just wondering how modern day Great right. Britain thought yeah. of this movie being like, yeah, yeah, they were totally saying, fuck you, America, we're helping Confederate side. I feel like that's a questionable thing to be doing. <laughs> It's like they're one of our allies right now. It's like we don't need to be bringing up past trauma. Uh, like it's just it's such a silly, silly thing. I don't know. It's it's another unnecessary part of this movie. Like, yeah, what did it add? Did it add anything? Uh-huh. No, it didn't. It was just another throwaway shit in this. And like that's this that's this whole movie. There was no purpose. There's not. There's still fun and entertainment. But it's just it's it's a bunch of just annoying plot holes and like weak threads and like things that just don't make sense. It just kind of looks cool for a cinema screen. Uh, and like a- another thing I hate is Ed Harris has like a a very last second redeem story, like redemption arc. Like it's very last second where it's just like no, I'll 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 die to save you all, but you you just tell everybody that I did this, that yeah. I was the the finder of this city, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's just like what the fuck, and that's like, all he wanted all through this. That's all he wanted was is something good to happen for the Wilkinson family, and yeah. it's like okay. You probably could have enticed Ben by saying, hey, I think there's this treasure map out here. That's all you had to yeah. do. And it would have happened for yep. you. He like I do like that his motivation is different than Sean Bean's character. But it's just the way he went about it was really stupid. That being saying, if yeah, I may do my stupid. closing statement, I still give this movie a face. It's a very competent movie. In fact, I think I might have enjoyed it more than another one. It is... It's a lot of fun. Like, it does have a lot of things that are just like, what? <laughs> but I really yeah. enjoyed the movie. Like, ben, like Nick is a lot sillier than the other movie, and that's enjoyable. That is true. Um, like I said, there's this, like, Dungeon and Dragons-esque trap. Not that the other movie didn't have that, but I've always wanted to do that trap, like, that they find, like, almost immediately after going inside the mountain. I don't want to describe it. I want to leave something for somebody to watch in this movie. Um, <laughs> I want to put that in D&D sometime, just so you know, just so you can be on the lookout. Nobody else. Okay, fabulous. Nobody else can know. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm, I feel the opposite how you do with this movie. I I find the first one more entertaining because it feels more grounded, even though it's still silly, even though the first one has a lot of dumb it seems like it's possible. It seems like it could happen. This one, a lot of it just feels entirely impossible. The motivations all seem stupid. Like you said, Ed Harris could have gone about this any other fucking way and could have done this very, very, 
like in a partnership manner. He could have mm-hmm. he could have made this whole thing a co-op. Let's find a treasure together, and it could have been a fun treasure hunt. Yeah. No. Instead, it's 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 all it's all for nothing. It's all stupid. And like a lot of the uh, again, a lot of the puzzles are just stupid. Like I just didn't care. Like literally. Again, I know we've spoiled a lot, but like I, I kind of just don't recommend this one. I, I kind of just say watch the first one, have fun, and then go find another movie. But like the, the but I the, think this one's going to be the very desk. important. Natty Trash Three. I don't know. A lot of trilogies kind of ignore the second one. The second one's supposed to be like that bombastic <laughs> fun one, and then the third one brings back all of the circular ties to the first for one. the first one. You know, yeah, it, it makes right. it all whole. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have to steal the, the so, Declaration of Independence again. Because they forgot Again. to look, they forgot to look at it with the bin specs, with the Franklin specs, exactly the right way. Yeah, they didn't look at it with all the different way, all the all yeah. of them. They, didn't, they just so did like three of the combinations, guys. God, but bring back Helen Mirren. I did like Helen Mirren, so bring her back yes. for the third one. Yes, but, that's true. You know, bring everyone back. I mean, we didn't even talk. Harvey Keitel is still we in this. Uh, the is. FBI guy from the last one. I don't well, I understand. Don't remember why how he's in this he one? got involved in the ending. Oh, I'll I'll tell you because it was another thing that pissed me off was because somebody trashed Ben Gates' name. Said you know right. Ed Harris is like you know the Gates name is uh, actually helped the the assassinators, and you know two two FBI agents come into Harvey Keitel's office and are like, did you see that your Ben right. your friend Ben Gates got trashed in the media? And Harvey looks at and he's like, hmm, I'm gonna investigate this. You're yeah. the FBI. Why do you care? What wrongdoing is happening here? Yeah. You yeah. have no idea that you have no knowledge at all if this is libel or not. No. This doesn't matter yeah. to you. Yeah. Nobody like, has has it's just been like, hey, I think some fraud's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's absolute bullshit that he got involved. And it's like, you're going to spend government time and taxpayer money on this investigation because he's your personal friend. Yeah. So I remember that. I remember that part. <laughs> I don't remember how that came in about in the end of the movie. So, and I don't think I, I don't need remember. to remember. I think it's after he kidnaps the president. I think he kidnaps the president. Harvey's like, oh, I got to go there now. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good thing I've been keeping an eye out. Because maybe I could have not prevented that, like I didn't. Right. Oh my god. No, I just I don't know. I don't like this one that much. It, it is fun. There, I do have fun with it. There are yeah. some times where I'm laughing and you know still enjoying it. For the most part, I just don't care, and I only give it two stars. Like, it's 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 a weak sequel these in my movies, opinion. <laughs> these movies really remind me of the Romancing the Stone movies. Yeah. But we should do those sometime. The first one's definitely better. That'd be fun. So, uh, be fun. this is the end of the show. You made it. We made it. Um, we made we it. We made up made some it. of the time that we took away Hooray. from the first Natty Treasure movie. So, there you go. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the needy episode here. Uh, what, do, what do you got to say? Yeah. I got to say that I'm the green trailer from Gorsh. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and I am the faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. 
don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.